0: welcome back to switched on a platform for our emerging generations who are looking at belonging to a community that upholds what it means to learn and grow from life's experiences in order to fulfill one's potential becoming more switched on in the process enjoy the episode g'day g'day welcome back to switched on so this week's a really special week and it's dedicated to men's health week 2023 and the theme is healthy habits focusing on encouraging men and boys to build healthy habits by identifying small changes that they can make to benefit their health and wellbeing. And what else better to bring in Lachlan only here from 20 Talk Months today. Welcome mate. G'day mate, how are we? Happy yeah. to be here? And of course, Braden, we are joining back in the booth. It's always a pleasure with you,
1: mate. Yeah, it's always good to be back. And like, uh, this week's obviously very special, but, uh, it's very special to have this guest in who's making a big change. Uh, not only in WA, but um, yeah, making really, really big changes around how people can see mental health, not just for, for males as well, but also females. But uh, yeah, I'm keen to dive into this episode.
0: Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, Lachlan's other co-founder, Layton couldn't make it in today. But yeah, if you haven't heard of 20 talk before, um, Locke, can you give us a quick rundown?
2: Yeah. So... 20Talk probably, the idea for 20Talk probably started, um, back in 2018. So in 2017, we lost, um, two of our really good mates to suicide. Um, and kind of in the, in the fallout from that, we, Leighton and I kind of sat down with a few of our other mates and kind of had a bit of a think about why this is happening. Um, you know, two mates in two months is a pretty, pretty full on thing to be dealing with, especially as, you know, 20, 20 year old blokes, um. So we kind of sat down and said, all right, what's what's happening in the community at the moment? And what we kind of felt was as young guys, there was things like, you know, your lifelines and your headspace and your beyond blues, which do offer really good support for people in certain scenarios. But as young, young guys at the time, we didn't feel like we wanted to reach out to Lifeline. And if we felt that way, we thought that there would probably be other people in the community feeling the same way. So we kind of dug into that a little bit more, and what we realized was that all the mental health education was out there in the community, but some of it wasn't being delivered in a way that young people wanted to interact with and engage with. So, yeah, we just set about trying to revitalize the way mental health education is is kind of yeah portrayed and conveyed to young people. Um, so yeah, that was 2018, and now, yeah, four or five years on from then, we're a, we're a registered charity and. Um, yeah, really, really focused on that, the media and the, the training side. And might I just add, you guys are just paving the way. Like every
0: every post, every time we like bump into you guys, just such an inspiration, And especially for Braden and I trying to uh, do this with Switched On. Like um, we've obviously been in contact with you guys previously with you guys being the purpose partners of last year's Happiness Co Gala, which having that um, relationship with you guys just been pretty special and hopefully that's
2: something that continue to grow. Mm. No, definitely. Yeah, I think um, Brad and I were actually just saying that, yeah, it's like when you're trying to get something off the ground, it's like sometimes you don't really know exactly where you want to be going with it, but you know that the passion's there and you know that you want to go somewhere positive with it. So it's just a matter of, yeah, putting your foot putting your feet in and getting started
0: exactly right and I mean even like the last couple of weeks because uh, I got a uni with you as well Not Notre Dame shout out um, <laughs> um and then yeah it was just I was stoked to I mean being one of the classes and you were talking to Amanda just for that little workshop and then being able to just like yeah put your side at the end and have that quick chat and um and yeah I'm, but I did that because then I was able to grab your email because I'm on socials.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, for a, for a co-founder of a charity that really works in the, men, in the mental health and on social media, um, yeah, I just became very aware of the negative effects that social media was having on me. So um, I would be a bit of a hypocrite if I was saying, you know, guys, don't use social media if it's not serving you um, and I still use it. So yeah, I was in Indonesia about um, six months ago and I was on this beautiful cruise going through the mountains and I was sitting on my phone scrolling through Instagram and I kind of just looked up and went, what am i doing so yeah. got rid of the app then and haven't haven't looked back
0: it's it's hard with that right cuz like that's that was part of the idea behind switched on as well just like i mean i know the uh, the word switched on is like a bit um i guess technology based but in terms of like switching off from from your technical device and switching on to the things that are around you and that you've actually got access to so that's been more or less all in big part of the chunk why we want, want to do it and yeah. why you want to create that awareness. But um, yeah, I, lo- I love to jump back to the um, Men's Health Week theme. So healthy habits, because with yourself and Leighton doing these um, mental health uh, first aid courses, you really, <laughs> what are you smiling at me for?
1: you've just gone about, I don't know how long we've been in this podcast for, <laughs> probably about four minutes. You've been talking about getting switched on and you haven't even asked. Them. This is oh, becoming a common theme. <laughs> Yeah, how about
0: you ask the question now?
2: Sorry, I'm oh, gonna sure. keep. It's, it's your it's your job, mate. Brayden, the adjudicator, sitting in the corner. <laughs> mate, so, mate.
0: so I was gonna. Ke- I've lost my train of thought. I just see him in the corner, just smiling at me. A. Hey.
2: I'm gonna
1: ask it. I'm gonna take the reins now.
0: What was mate. it? No, but can I finish what I was talking about? Yeah, all right. What I was I talking
1: it. about? I'm talking about <laughs> mental health first aid because they do the training as well.
0: Okay, we will get back to that in a second. Brayden, please ask the question.
1: <laughs> Lock. We ask every guest, as you know, because you're a frequent listener of the podcast, but what did you do this morning to get yourself switched on for the day? Um, yeah, well, actually last night I was, a bit, I was
2: feeling a bit rattled because I had done a mental health first aid course. Um, so when I woke up this morning, I was kind of thinking, all right, do I want to go for a swim down at the beach or what do I want to do? But um, luckily, just as I woke up, a mate, a mate of mine messaged me and said, do you want to come for coffee down on Beaufort Street? So. I thought let's do that. Let's get a coffee. Let's go for a walk around Hyde Park, and that was that was my way of getting switched on. Love awesome. That.
1: What's the coffee shop? Uh, Modus Coffee. Oh, yeah, he's good. He's good.
2: Shout that's out Modus.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great morning. What about you, Tom? Good for a Yeah, good for a Saturday. Yeah, this is for the first Saturday episode. Yes, interesting. Is. Um, yeah. So myself this morning, so I was a bit knackered after yesterday as well. We had a, Brad and I had a big day, and then I got I was telling him I got home, had a nap, and then had a mate's twenty first. So. Um, that was, it was a pretty tame one. I was, got home by like 10, 30, 11. So I just like got home and then woke up this morning and did something a little bit different of been trying to just I mean, introduce some of the techniques to just like getting switched on. So I did a bit of a breath work session and that was, that was really nice. And then just, yeah, had a coffee and then I'm away the to, to the, to the booth, which is cool.
1: Love it. Braden. So mate, you know me, and it's funny that we touched on habits and routines. Very, very standard. Same thing. Wake up, cold shower, walk, come home meditate journal and um made my way into to the uh the booth so just how, the standard mate you know how good i'm very i'm a very routine man lock i'm that, very just a good routine to ban <laughs> but yeah so anyway you can go back to what you were talking about <laughs> have the
0: uh, reins back <laughs> <laughs> i'm oh i'm still rattled eh? just <laughs> like some bradden staring at me like with his tongue poking out and smiling um yeah so we'll, i will jump back to that so you did mention it, you enacted after a mental health um, first aid course. Mm. Um, and that ties, yeah, ties in quite nicely with their healthy habits and just like how men and boys but um, can develop these healthy habits. But um, can you give us a bit of a better idea of what goes on in these mental health first aid courses?
1: Yeah. Can, so, before, and can you touch on how you, why you wanted to do that
2: as well? Yeah. So I think it was about 2021, so about three years after like the idea of 20Talk came about. And we had probably, you know, eight to 10 volunteers helping us out with different things in the office. And we saw mental health first aid training come up and we thought that'd be really cool to get the team trained up in. So well, we put the team through on ourselves and as we were sitting in that training, we were just going, this really aligns with what we want to do in terms of educating the community. So Leitz and I um, looked into how we could become instructors. So we um, did our instructors course and started facilitating um, kind of mid last year half to corporates, half to just public as well. Um, and just in, in recent months, we've partnered with Notre Dame to start offering some free free training to young people. Um, so essentially what Mental Health First Aid is, is a two-day course, and it goes into the um, signs, symptoms, um, and interventions for the common, common mental health disorders, so anxiety disorders, um, depressive disorders, and substance use disorders. So um, I mean, at the time that we became accredited instructors, Late and I both, probably had more time off our sleeves than we do now. Um, but then it's quickly changed into late kind of managing the media side of things and me just managing the training. And I feel like, although at the start, I was very nervous and anxious about public speaking like, like everyone is. I think I just, yeah, after a few sessions, I kind of just got to the point where I was like, it, it isn't as bad as I'm making it in my head. And if I kind of put that anxiety um, away or just kind of work through it, I can, I can still deliver a really good course. So what I really focus on when I deliver the course is I just want it to be engaging. I want it to be relatable for everyone in the class. Um, you know, I use the I use the saying, I want the 60, 70-year-old male to get just as much out of the course as a kind of 20-year-old female to get out of the course. So, and just trying to manage that throughout the two days is, is often challenging. But um, yeah, it's just a matter of kind of sitting back and taking a deep breath and going, the people here want to learn about this stuff. I know about this stuff. Just just teach them and, um, yeah, just make it relatable.
1: How do you go with keeping them engaged? Because, yeah, they sign up, so they want to be there. But, like, at times, I'm sure that, like, as a facilitator, I've known the same experience. You can see when people are sort of checking out and Mm. checked in, checked out. How do you, and with it being so in-depth, and sometimes people want to do the course because they've been through their own struggles. so then they want to, you know, Mm. do that to then help others. How do you maintain all that sometimes emotion of, like distraction or like full, like when someone's like, oh, this is going to, this has hit me pretty hard. Like, yeah, and you know, how do you deal with all that?
2: Yeah, I think my main thing would be, would be kind of, yeah, naming it, owning it and being honest. Um, you know, I, I speak about some of the stuff that, that I've been through more so um, with my old man. So my old man's got bipolar and, you know, working through the last kind of six or seven years with him and learning about bipolar when I bring these experiences into the class, it does get heavy and other people can bring up stuff that they've been through as well. And um, there's been a lot of times where people have, you know, recently lost friends and family members to suicide and it does get really heavy. Um, but I think it's just about naming that and just kind of being honest with everyone and being like, yeah, this is a really heavy topic. And it's, you're completely in your own space and you're in your, a right space to, to feel that way and feel vulnerable and there's no, um, you know, we don't have to hide those feelings. So I think it's just about letting people know that, yeah, this is completely normal for you to be feeling this way and it's all right. And that's why we're here. That's why we're talking about this stuff. And I think, yeah, the whole my mindset around the course is just giving people a few more tools in the belt to be able to navigate and communicate how we feel around these things, because yeah, I think for a long time and, you know, females as well, but I think especially males, we've really just struggled with actually opening up and actually having that conversation. And I'm a big believer that there's, there's always two sides to a conversation. There's the, person that wants to speak and there's a person that's listening as well and it's just as important um for the person listening to know how to communicate effectively with the person so you know it's awesome if this person um speaking gets to the point where they want to be vulnerable but if the person receiving that doesn't have the you know communication skills and might be a really negative experience for the person
0: so the listener's is really just showing that like unconditional positive regard and it's that active listening and that's yeah. like really practicing that empathy yeah because um, like it's, yeah, I think it's almost hard, like it's hard to practice being a good listener and mm. just like showing them that you, that you truly care Yeah. and creating that
2: environment. Yeah. Well, the part of the mental health first aid action plan, one of the action steps is listening, communicate non-judgmentally. And I think when people see that they go, oh, that's easy. It's just listening. But when you dive down into it, it's like, wow, there's so much more. There's so much more that goes into listening, whether it be eye contact or you know paraphrasing what they were saying that minimal encourages like yeah your head. there's yeah. so much and i think that's what's really important when you're speaking to someone about about mental health um so yeah just teaching people these these tiny little things these you know really little subtle things in a conversation that can make a huge difference to the person talking
1: love that like it's touching before 20 talk and before you got into mental health first aid training you would have had and now you're saying you've had your dad's had bipolar like, before the training and before facilitating and before you started 20 talk, how did, how did you cope with that at the start? Um, cause you wouldn't have known all the tools you had now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been a learning curve. Um, I mean, using, using my dad as an example, he's been through a few manic episodes and each one I've learned more and more and learned how to better help him and how to, how I can deal with it better. Um, definitely back in 2017 the you know emotional maturity and emotional awareness just wasn't there so there's a lot of things i could have definitely worked on but i mean that's that's hindsight speaking there so um i think something that comes up in the course a lot is people you know become aware of something that they should have done and you can see them kind of get physically down and go i'm thinking back to this you know scenario that happened three years ago and i should have done this but we don't know what we don't know so just yeah just being mindful of that and um just trying to focus on all right we know this now and moving forward yeah we can you know we can you know operate in kind of best practice but i think it's detrimental to look back and think oh what are what are all the what ifs um yeah but yeah definitely learn a lot um through my experiences
1: yeah i can imagine it's um yeah it's heavy like i mean it's like because we we at happiness co sarah runs it and some of the stuff that she talks about and when she runs it here at the office you can see some people have to walk out and and because they're this like so emotional and it's heavy so um and for you when you get home like last night two days like you've heard all these stories for two days you've been switched on no, You've like you know what I mean? yeah you've been no, in, definitely how do you you know process all that because you want you might have heard someone say like yeah i lost my mate to suicide two weeks like my dad's going through this or this this how do you, like, because you're copping all that emotion mm. and then how do you actually deal with that yourself and not get too invested?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult. I think um, I think a lot of people in this this kind of field, the mental health field, we are all empaths and we do want to help and we find it very hard to say, to say no when someone reaches out. Um, for me, the thing I've been noticing most about the mental health first aid training is that I manifest my, like, kind of stress and anxiety in my legs so I'll even if I've been sitting down for a whole day when I've been facilitating, I'll get home, my legs are just absolutely killing me. So interesting. Um, it it might be something like some days I just feel like going home and being a couch potato and just watching something on TV and just not interacting with anyone. Other days it might just be you know taking the dog for a walk or going for a swim. Um, really, I just kind of treat it case by case. Some courses I will walk out of there and I'll feel I'll feel energized after doing the training and feel really good. Um, And other days I'll just kind of feel like, yeah, my brain's done all it can do for the day. And, you know, even just trying to have simple conversations, I went into the office yesterday afternoon after I finished up and it was just complete word gobble coming out of my mouth. It wasn't making any (laughs) sense. So, yeah, I think it's just um, it comes back to just being aware of how you're feeling and then just giving, you know, acknowledging that. And if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling crook, um, and you need something, you know, you need to, you need to go for a walk or you just need time by yourself, then just honoring that and, and, you know, giving respect to what your body needs. So yeah. just that aspect of self care. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I yeah. think, um, yeah, the self-awareness bit is, is huge. I, that's one of the things that we really want to encourage at 20 talk, um, allowing people to become self-aware and understanding how much of an important practice being self-aware is because once you can become self-aware. You can start to implement all the, you know, all the self care practices, but if you aren't aware of the, you know, why you're feeling a certain way, or what exactly <laughs> is it is that you're feeling, then it gets hard to implement the right self care.
1: So, how do you become more self aware for the listeners out there? Mm.
2: Um, well, I think, I think journaling. It sounds cliche, but I think journaling is a huge, um, can be so beneficial, because there is just so much going on up in the dome, and as soon as we put it down on paper, it does start to cl- yeah. clear up. Um, We're actually developing a course at the moment which we called Mental Health Maintenance. little plug there for us. (laughs) Um, But that'll be going into the eight dimensions of wellness. So kind of looking at all the different things that feed into our well-being. And we don't want people to leave the course going, all right, I'm a master of all these different things. We just want people to be aware of how they affect their own well-being. And, you, you know, relationships, for example, might affect me way more than it affects you or spirituality might be more important for you than it is me. So just understanding how they affect us personally and like implementing this kind of audit or check-in system. So either, you know, every two weeks or every month, going back to your journal, going through this list and going, oh, I've actually kind of dropped off in this dimension. And then that becomes your kind of self-awareness process. And that may start off in the book, but it'll slowly eventuate into just being a you know conscious thing that you just do every few days and going, all right, whereabouts, what aspect of my life do I need to put some more energy into?
1: I'm glad you, I was going to touch on that later on the um, eight elements of wellness because I remember Leighton brought it up in our... um, The men's. Yeah, men's. Man Enough event that we had. um, So I was going to bring it up later, but I want to touch on it becomes a habit, right? And that's Mm. what this week's about, right? Becoming habits and stuff. So what on a daily, like journaling, I want to go back to as well because I'm big on it because it comes back to the habits as well, right? The more you write down, the more you start to see certain things occur. So it'd be like, okay, this was a positive experience I had during the week. Oh, and then you do it e- again three, like three days later, you're like, oh, I had that same positive experience, yeah. right? But then the same. it's on the flip side. It's the same thing on the, okay, I didn't feel that good. This is the growth area for me. So like at the moment, mine's like making sure that I don't procrastinate because at times I can get distracted and, and talk to others or just be sitting in the computer and I've just wasted 30 minutes. So I'm trying to like time block because I've noticed by journaling that that was a theme that I kept saying, like, oh, I didn't get enough out of my time today. Mm. So on on that, diving into the eight areas of wellness and journal is it going to be a journal or, and how much, because you can't, I guess, focus on all eight, right? Yeah. So you just said like, you got to focus on this one, but, you know, I could be like, oh, my financials are bad. Oh, my relationships are bad. Oh, my, my own time is bad. Like, how do you, work out what's the key one first yeah so we're going to have a kind of system where you you go through and you
2: rate everything out of 10 so it's got to be honest obviously it's got to be yeah, yeah and, and that's the whole part of it we've yeah. got it we're always got to be honest with ourselves but yeah going through and rating everything out of 10 um and then you can kind of look back onto the week or the month before and you go look i i was an eight in this dimension you know a month ago and now i'm in a four and looking at that and going All right, what actually played into that and you know how much was in my control how much was out of my control and then that'll link up to you know, a certain page in the in the manual, the the journal that has some resources for how to kind of bring that bring that dimension back up. So it is just this like it's this constant check-in process. And and later down the line, we really want to turn it into maybe something like an app. So it is a bit yeah, easier. Cool. And you can start to look at like over the year, you can see all these different like peaks and troughs and you can kind of track your own progress. Um, trying to develop an app though at the moment, we're just not. <laughs> Don't have the time and don't have the um,
1: I, so IT expert. When, when When's this thinking about dropping? And is it going to be like a journal or is it going to be more manual or yeah. online? So online? Um, we're aiming to have
2: like a beta version, a trial version out by September, October. And then as of January 24, we're planning oh, to well, actually sure. start doing it. So it's going to be a, a one-day course. Um, yeah, like face-to-face facilitation. Um, there's going to be a journal slash like book that goes with it. So in the course, we're going to be talking about everything, but then you take home the journal and that's your yeah. kind of like check-in base. Um, run that for, you know, hopefully the year and really kind of tease it out. Um, and then as that starts to grow, start to incorporate the kind of app side of it and start to just grow
1: it a
0: bit more. I can't yeah. wait to see what that looks like. And that's, that's,
1: I'm booking, uh, yeah, booking in. yeah, yeah for sure.
0: Yeah. And it's just really important to acknowledge that like different things work for different people. And I, feel, I really feel like something like that approach will just, it's almost quite universal in a way even though let's say if people don't want to journal or like um that's fair enough but at least there's something like there might be something else for them like an app or
2: yeah something a bit more accessible yeah yeah i think that it kind of comes back to why we started 24 we want people to be actively interested in like well-being rather than i mean it's definitely important to pull people out of like poor mental health but if we can empower people to be actively interested in bettering their well-being so it's a pull rather than push yeah yeah. exactly um and if we can if this course helps people to become interested in wellbeing and going, all right, how can I, how can I really maximize how good I'm feeling rather than minimizing how bad I'm feeling, then then that might be, yeah, the the, the key to the puzzle that is, you know, suicide prevention. because there it's been a lot of work going into suicide prevention over the last, you know, 15, 20 years. And, you know, there's we are seeing, you know, improvements in some areas, but some areas are getting worse. So um, yeah, I definitely want to be sure to say, you know, I'm not I don't want to be, you know, putting Lifeline in the bin. They're definitely doing amazing stuff for certain people in certain scenarios, and so is, you know, Happiness Co. And so is Headspace and Beyond Blue. But I think that there was just a gap in that whole matrix that we saw, and we wanted to just try and fill that gap. And I think as a, you know, combined unit, that's how we're going to get get forward and get the results. That well,
0: what's for. that? What's that statistic again? Like two percent of the um the funds going into
2: yeah health in general is is towards yeah. prevention. So I think um from the last yeah, study I saw, it was 2% um, of funding goes into mental health prevention and 98% goes into crisis management. Yeah. Whereas you've got um, one in five people identifying with mental health um, illness, that means you've got four in five that are identifying as being well. So essentially you've got 98% of the funding, funding catering to, you know, one out of five people and 2% catering to 80% of the people. So just yeah. trying to make that balance a little bit more, a bit more equal.
0: Yeah. I'm really keen on that and like um sort of bringing it back towards this um men's health week as well. So I just want to share a bit of a story about a mate um who's getting like cuz getting towards the end of the um semester at uni and I had to really go over I went to his house over well just after footy training on Thursday and um and his it's been a recurring theme for him like getting towards the end of the semester. Even it happened like in year eleven and twelve at school where I'd get to the end of the term or semester and he would just be flat as just because he didn't know these techniques and strategies to use all like that self-awareness techniques to be more conscious of his like health and well being. And so I just went over and I said, Mate, like can we have a chat? And then like he was going, I just I just don't want to do it for myself. Like I said, Well what are you passionate about? And like, what are you about like what do you value? Like, what do you, what does self-care look like for you? And he goes, oh, I have no idea. Mm. And so, and, and like, he, I know that he knows what to do. Like, I remember last week, I well, no, know, last year we went up north and at the time he was reading a topic, Habits. And I was like, mate, you know, these, you know, you know, the resources and stuff that you need to do. And he goes, I know, but just, it's just that actioning, right. Of actually like putting it into, into work. And he even said that himself, just like, I need that momentum push and, so I think um, if we can really, I don't know, bring that awareness to like Men's Health Week, you know, like put some strong emphasis on like getting that ball rolling, I think we can like, I don't know, try and inspire a lot of
2: people. Yeah, I think the whole leading by example thing is is one of the best ways to go about that. Um, I always go to the example of you know five years ago, very rarely would you see a bloke in in a Pilates studio. Nowadays, you know, blokes are everywhere in Pilates studio. They're actively looking at doing yoga. There's like this whole movement towards self-care and it's becoming more and more popular and I think that's, um, you know, credit to all the all the men and, and women that are actively taking care of themselves and it, it's starting to have this kind of flow-on effect and other people are going, oh, if he's doing it, then maybe I'll do it as well. Yeah. You
1: know? I love it. It's, it's, you've got to be active, right? You can read all the self-help books. So I love the saying, is it self-help or shelf-help, right? Yeah. You, you can have all these self-help books, but you read them, then you put it back on the shelf, you don't implement it. And you
0: pick up another one, and it says this pretty much the same thing.
1: And it's you got to start. Yes, they're amazing. Like some of them are really good because, and some of them now give you like structure. Ask yourself these Mm. questions: What? How do you do this? Why? Why do you feel this way? But then, actually doing it and making that as an action is where you get the benefit, right? You can go and spend five hundred bucks on you know fifteen books, Mm. or you you know you read a couple, and you actually start to implement the little things and the actions and mm. I think that's like you're touching on it's get, even if with a group of mates like yeah all right my mate's doing yoga I've actually always wanted to try it maybe I'll just go with him and that happened with me last year at um the one in go I think it's yoga garage like I've always loved hot like tried to want to try the hot pilates and I was like oh I know there's like heaps of girls go there like I don't want to go by myself so I rang a mate that who had been talking about it. I was like mate do you want to come with me like we both been talking about it, let's do it together instead of going by ourselves, We ended up it's pretty sick. They give you like a free month so you can go as many classes as you want. And we were just like did it together and it was so fun. And it's like trying something new, I was like, I'll never like yoga, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not flexible enough, but it's not about that. Like you get in there and they're like, it doesn't matter your level, like how flexible you are, how old you are, just go to your ability. Yeah. And because and that with a mate, trying something new, but actually putting something in, like as a whole new aspect and now i, I like to stretch and, and do that as well and i didn't think i ever would mm. so it's just like putting but putting it into action like i know i got told you know you gotta do yoga and you gotta eat healthy and it's all good for your well-being but until you actually put it into action is when you actually understand okay it actually is well i love
0: how you like were able to get your mate yeah. to come along and that's what helped you like start that action process um but i just want to go around the i guess triangle <laughs> just <laughs> right now and we're like that how about we come up with like some common unhealthy habits and like and so like it's the signs and symptoms of them and then we'll like talk about some healthy ones are so like what that looks like mm. i mean um i guess i'll start off as it's like like referencing my mate again here's some of his healthy habits even mine just like when it comes up like similar towards the end of semester like sleep habits for me like I'll, i i'll i know that I, I value sleep but then sometimes i'll get into bed and it's like 10 10 30 11 and i'm still on my, like, I've, like I know not to use my phone, but I'll still grab my phone and like just watch one or two videos. Whereas it's just, like I want to put that down and I want to like read a book instead. Mm. So that's kind of what bugs me. But
2: you... I'll jump in next. I um probably like four or five years ago, I every night before I get going to bed, um, I'd well I'd get into bed and I'd just put the TV on and I'd just watch something, and it just it goes from oh, I'll just watch you know to the next advert. And then three hours later, you're still watching, you know, one o'clock, you know, some weird program on ABC and you're still trying to get to sleep. And it's just like, it, that's just going to keep on rolling on and affecting your days. So, um, that's kind of when I started reading and just the difference between watching TV or being on your phone and actually just reading a book before you go to bed. It's like you read five or six pages of your book and you're at the stage where your eyes are already closing. And yeah. as soon as you close that book and put it, put it on your bedside table, you're out and you wake up the next morning just like, Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Full sleep. But I think that yeah, that T V or the Doom Scroll before bed, it's it's never helpful. And you know, you might say all right, ten minutes or I'll I'll stop at ten thirty, but it'll be eleven thirty and you're like, all right, I'll stop at eleven forty five. It just it does just keep on going and really you're not getting anything out of it. Like it's um yeah, I'm a big, big fan of reading.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Um mine would be I got got a couple, but one is um probably like I always feel really crap when I like know that I'm not listening like we talked about listening but like when you're with someone right sometimes that used to happen a lot with my like um my mom or my dad or my brother's like close family where you're close with them but like you go for a coffee or just something and you're hanging out with them and but you're on your phone you're not or, present, like, you're not with present them. even if it was what doing whatever I was doing like when I know I haven't actually like been involved in that conversation properly and and i'm like, oh, like i walk away and i'm like it just makes me feel crap and i'm like maybe i don't have that good of a relationship maybe i don't care like and all that sort of stuff to come up and do you now, think that's because you weren't present with yourself yeah the time? Like i wasn't yeah. present in that like that moment right then so i think when i know that i haven't been present it's probably like it frustrates me because mm. i'm like like if i wasn't present in this potty i'm like oh, what did Loki even say like i don't even know mm. and then like oh what's what did he just say like what questions should I ask now? Oh, and then I'll start to feel crap after it, like I've wasted your time, um, like things like that. So that's a big one for me. I um, only have one more, is and I think it's pretty obvious: is eating.
0: Yeah, like, I was, like, I, I was going to say that yeah, as well. Yeah, like
1: it's, it's big. Like it's they call that the diet. The diet's obviously not just your food, right? It's multiple different aspects of like what you read and what you take in. But diet, like if you're eating crap. Everyone knows what crap food is. If you're constantly eating crap food and you feel down, it's linked to your Well, ninety five
0: percent of your serotonin is produced in your gut. Exactly. How good's that? So
1: it's love that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's big and I think obviously energized, you have good sleep, you eat well. Like, you know, they're too. You just feel factors. good, right? Like yeah. you eat
0: fresh, I don't know. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll go to Giladi's, that shop that I was telling you this morning. like uh, good Italian grocer in South Frio and just like get some good fresh produce. And just like, there's nothing better than cooking that up, like fresh broccoli or like they're selling zucchinis for like 20 cents. It's mm. like awesome. Just coming that, cooking that up, a bit of steak or mm. chicken, whatever. If you're veggie, um, might be a different for you, but um, just like nourishing, nourishing your body. Yeah. I think it's a big
2: 100%. thing. i I think one final one on that is, and this is something that, um, i found really helpful to myself is that whenever I'm having a down day or a couple of down days, um, what I find really helpful is just, you know, flicking up your messenger, going through, your, you know, your mates on Facebook or whatever it is and just picking a few of them and just sending them a really honest message of just like, mate, I really appreciate you for for doing this. And, you know, the other day when you did that for me, that was, that was actually awesome. And just giving people like that honest, um, you're telling them honestly what they mean to you and how much you appreciate them. It's like this mutually beneficial. You get what agreement. you give, right? Yeah, because you get you get this sense of like joy out of it. They're gonna get a sense of joy when they're driving, they see this big paragraph come up, and they you know their friends talking them up. So, yeah, for me, when I'm feeling down, one of like the get out of jail free cards for me is just like, all right, let's go through some mates and just let them know that I love
0: them. Yeah, I don't, that's I definitely great. don't do that enough. And then, so that's a goal for the listeners, I reckon. If you once you finish this episode, like pick three mates and send it out to send the. Loving message to American.
1: Yeah. Mm. So it's a, yeah. that's a good one. Mm. That's a very good one.
0: I about mean, we touched on quickly. I mean, we kind of have as well, but like more healthy habits that people can aim for, um, during this week and I guess like those small, um, incremental changes that it can start to develop habits. Cause obviously habits don't, they're like, I mean, what's that saying? It takes like 21 days, but, um, that's different for everyone depending on the amount of flow and, um, that you're in at that, at that time. But I think. Sort of touching on that, um, how I mentioned sleep before is trying to aim for that similar, um, time where you go to sleep and t- time that you wake up and just try to so set that circadian rhythm mm. then your body's just like, it knows what to expect, I guess. And, mm. um, yeah, I mean, cause we all know like, well, some do, some don't know the benefits of sleep because mm. how like crucial it is.
2: Mm. I think we're all, we're all creatures of habit. So, yeah. I mean, you said that you're big on routine, so, um, it kind of ties back into the self-care thing, but I'm a big believer that self-care isn't a passive process um, and you can really benefit if you start to factor self-care into your, into your week. So maybe every, you know, every second night you do do your journaling or you do do your walking or whatever it is, but actually, you know, put aside some time in your calendar in your phone or wherever wherever it is and actually make it an active process that you just go, all right, this is what I'm going to do because, you know, it's good to say, Oh, I'll, I'll go and take the dog for a walk if I have time this arvo, but you won't have time in the arvo or you get home and you'll make something else up or you know the footy will be starting and you go, oh, I'll take the dog for a walk tomorrow. Mm. But if you actually implement it at the start of the week and make it a routine part of your week, um, I think that can be a really healthy habit. Yeah, I really love that. One of my mates, like, well, I live with him. His
0: name is Lockie. He, um, like, I ask him. <laughs> um, I'm like, Did, didn't you know we live together? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do ask him, like, oh, mate, what are you up to tomorrow? And he goes, oh. I got this on in the Yavo and said, oh, like, would you be, like, can I hang out in the morning? He goes, oh, no, nah, I've like, I've scheduled in some me time. And it's like, respect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh, like, no, I'll give you that. I took it out of my mouth, like calendar. Yeah. Like, your calendar is your best friend. So <laughs> you
0: should see his calendar, right? Eh? Like his, his. It's,
1: it's your bit like, because I, I'm like, mate, you won't, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Like people won't really catch me after I try 7.30, but, um, and I've got, like, night routine, morning wait routine. you called me
0: at 8 p.m. like last night. Yeah, it's Friday night. Nice. It's <laughs> different
1: now. It was in the calendar, though. <laughs> it's in the calendar. So, because it was after I journaled. Yeah. So, like, sometimes, like, that's what sort of, like, I'll journal and I'll be like, oh, no, I've got to do this tomorrow. But if I do it right now, it'll take me, I'm like a minute thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can do something in a minute, all right, sweet. Mm-hmm. So, like, things like that as well. But the calendar's your best friend, I think. So, and I heard it from, I think it might have been... I don't know if it's Brendan Burchard or Jay Shetty where they literally would block out time. So it's like, all right, this is my time for the gym. All right, I, know I, work, I know I get home at five. Kids have got sport. I can fit in 15 minutes to take the dog for a walk. All right, bang, I'm getting home at five. Five to – and it reminds you. Your mm. calendar reminds you, right? Well, you time's our most valuable resource at the moment, exactly. right? So I think that is a big one, calendar, um, which you – yeah, still out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> it's one of the biggest ones that uh, it's helped me um, because I can block out stuff, and I'm like, all right, because I talked about time blocking. Like, it's been still at times like I I struggle, but if I know that I've penciled it in and it's in there and it's locked in, if something comes up like a meeting or something, I'm like, no, nah, like I can't. I'm, I'm doing RAC schools, like cause I run our school stuff, so I'm like, no, nah, I got to do email schools in this period, and it's like it's locked in where. I can get in today. I'm like, I oh, know i got to do that, but then I've also got to do that. Maybe I'll do this first because I'm going to get to that anyway and you don't yeah. end up getting to it. Yeah. When it's locked in, it's like, all right, bang, a reminder. this is what I'm doing, this is what. You I'm do it with doing. purpose too. Exactly, more yep. intention. Yeah. Yep. And you said
2: like a challenge to the listeners to message someone and tell them that you love them, but another challenge would be sit down, look at your calendar over the next month, find, find you know a few days that you haven't got anything penciled in yet and just, block out the day and make it a do-nothing day. Absolutely. And when something comes up for that day, be like, no, I'm I'm busy because doing nothing is almost the most important something, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I've had days where, you know, massive week, doing something all of Saturday and the Sunday is just booked out as a do-nothing and someone might say, mate, do you want to go and get a coffee? And it's just like, I would love to, but like today, this is just me and I'm going to sleep in. If I get up early, I might take the dog for a walk, but like I just handle the day on Sunday morning and just go from
1: there just yeah whatever comes up comes up yeah. in terms of for you so it's like you know i might just go down to the coffee shop i might just sit there i might read have a coffee by myself yeah whatever it might be
2: yeah um yeah pretty much shout out to leighton he's he's literally enacting that right now um this podcast was like pretty much organized midweek and leighton had a pretty big week as well and today was his kind of do nothing day and he said yeah. Look, I'll, I'll try and make it and i spoke to him last night and he was just like I just need to, I need to say no for me. And I was like, 100%, mate, that's, no, respect, that's mate. awesome. And that's yeah. what
1: we're talking about, right? Yeah. Mental health, understanding yourself, that's self-awareness. And that's big. And it's not like, all right, let's, let's not worry about it today. Let's do it, you know, in two weeks. It's like, "No, nah, we booked it in. This is when we're doing it. Hopefully, we can have him on later on. 100%. But that just proves like how putting yourself when you know you need that time. Because although we're just talking here, it does take energy and you've got to be switched. Like you've got to be like, you know switched on because he could come in and he'd be like, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, and you could really tell his energy in that yeah. where he knows like, nah, I need to have that time. It's penciled in and it's locked away. Yeah. Which is, yeah. 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 Doing nothing is really important. I think everyone should schedule in some do nothing time.
0: Yeah. definitely. Uh, One more, um, healthy habit that I would love to encourage if you're not doing it already is getting a bit of movement and physical activity in just cause, ah, oh, I mean, it's a big value of mine getting up and about, um, but just like even if if you're not doing it at the moment, or you know that you should, it's something that you should be doing. Even starting small, like where it's just like going for a walk and like getting a mate to go for a walk with you. Um, when you can pencil that in, and then if you want, if that's something you want to progress, just it's like it's just that progressive overload, I guess you call it. Like in I guess it's a common gym analogy. Um, and this, if you got to go and like and set little goals. Mm. And so if you want, you might want to start walking. You want to go this distance, or you want to start go for a jog and like go for a jog. And it's just, like, I love that appreciation of just getting out and just, like, in, in nature as well. I mean, it's, it's nice, I guess, because we're, um, we're in WA and we've got days, like, today in winter where yeah. it's just, like, you can go out and you can really just take it in. But um, I remember we talked about last week, it was, like, even going, going to the beach, you're going for a run and it started raining. And you could, be, you could be, like, oh, this is shit. And just, like, it's dark and gloomy. But it's, like, Braden, Braden, was, Braden was throwing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: it's... I don't know, it's it's changed the environment. It's completely like, yeah, I I love the sun, don't get me wrong, but like you're out, you're walking in the sun and like I talk about being present and then all of a sudden it rained and I was like, oh, it's raining. I wonder Mm. actually how long it's actually been raining for. Did it just hit me? And like, I was like, oh, there's a tree over there. There's actually a public toilet that I could stand under. I'm like, nah, this is nice. Like Mm. felt good. Like it wasn't pissing down rain. It was like sprinkling. It was actually like not too cold of a morning and it just like... You know, it's like that real fr- fresh smell. Yeah, like it was just like this is sick. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. It's called petrichor.
1: <laughs> is actually, yeah. It oh, is. I thought you were making a word up. <laughs> <laughs> when normally, like, you'd like run and get under cover or something, but it was just like, oh, this is like taking your eh? name. Yeah, yeah. At doing so, um,
2: like if, if you're walking or running, give it, give it a crack without your phone. Yeah. Your head, oh hungry. Your yeah, You Can't run and just it makes. Yeah, it just makes everything so much more natural. And you know, if it starts raining and you've got your headphones and stuff, you might be more inclined to go. Oh, I need some cover. But if you're going for a run through like a bush track and it starts raining, you're just like, lay it on me. This is just mother nature. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah.
1: I agree. You can't have. oh, well, people do, vice versa. They run with headphones in or whatever. But I'm not a massive fan of it. Um, I
0: mean, if you if you listen to the Switch On podcast, go for it. But
1: <laughs> yes, that's true. But like, even like you said, starting small. Like mm. people are like, oh. I, I got to run 5Ks. I got to run 4K. The best way when I first started was just if you got your watch on, just set a time and just mm. be like, all right, I'm running for 10 minutes. That's it. There's no, I'm running for trying to get 5Ks because it's like once you get the 5Ks, you just feel knackered. Where like if you just run for 10 minutes, all right, then I'll turn around and I'll whatever it is, how far I get is how far I get. Mm. Like it doesn't. And then you don't have to track my kilometers or anything like that. You can even not even turn it on. You just look like, all right, it's it's 11 o'clock. All right, I'm going to run for 15 minutes and I'll turn around. Mm. Or it's I'm going to walk for five minutes because it's just starting that. And then it'll become a habit and you start to get quicker and better and fitter. Mm. But instead of being like, well, my mate runs 10 codes and I'm only running five. It's like, no, just start off. Just go for a run. Just go for a walk. There's always going to be
2: someone faster than you run longer. Look at Kipchoge. Right? <laughs> Unless he Chogi, you Kipchoge, someone's always beating you. So.
0: Yeah. And there's just like even like running itself or physical activity, being part of a sporting club, I think the biggest thing is like once you finish or you cross that finish line after you run or you like to finish your game, that sense of accomplishment, like whether with your teammates but that accomplishment within yourself, this helps improve your self-esteem. Mm. And I think that's like one of the biggest healthy habits that you can like get going to make sure that other things fall in line as, as as well
1: and doing that like you said with someone like yeah you just thought about a footy club or something we had the early ones in a couple weeks ago like just building that community like yeah. you know having i think that also is so good for your well-being like yeah you're not always gonna have someone to go with you to a certain thing but if you can have like start a community start some mates and you join these places you start to think like all right we're going for like early ones I love because you get up no matter they just run you know they might run 15 turn around come back you can walk mm. you chat you have a coffee and it's more about having that community and so you've done your exercise you've done some self care and then you've caught up with people like bang that all in the space of an hour like that's just your well-being all ticked off like yeah. and it's building a community with other people and Investing, finding out what they like, what they enjoy. I think that's a big part is um yeah, I've just done it again, Tom. Yes, I know you smile. Every now and then I do like a little like I'm still in puberty. Brady's right
0: still going through puberty, yeah.
1: So it always <laughs> I always crack like that. We did it. Yeah, and he always <laughs> always laughs. Yeah, it's nothing better than a mate that calls you out in a live podcast day. Yeah, it's always... <laughs> I hate that. We <laughs> no,
2: were in the we in the meeting yesterday and it's just like he does it then as well.
1: And I don't realise and then he mentioned it and I just saw him smile. <laughs> Yeah, he just got you back for sticking your tongue out at him at the start. Yeah, <laughs> come on, bitch. No. But, um, we just <laughs> so we just I want to talk. Uh, we mentioned in a little bit. So your friendship now, like we've talked about, you know, community and having that. But how close are you boys as as friends? And you know, you would share. Um, I can imagine what you boys mm. have shared through your experiences through twenty seventeen and 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 what's been on before that but right now like how tired are you boys great question oh, yeah definitely good question
2: it's it's so tricky because we so we started off in school as mates um around like year eight and nine just good mates and we kind of split off into different friendship groups and then after what happened in 2017 we kind of came back together and it was actually we were all sitting in a circle at my joint after we lost our first mate and i kind of said look boys we can't let this happen again and everyone kind of nodded their head and agreed but i think it really resonated with late's um, so then our friendship kind of reformed after that, um, because we were both pretty passionate in this space and we we're like, we want to do something. And over the next, yeah, however many years, five, six years it's been since then, it has just been, it's been a really interesting process because, um, yes, we are mates, but we're co-workers as well. Mm-hmm. And it's this thing of like, you're spending yeah eight hours a day sitting next to this person. We're both so invested in 20Talk and where we want it to go. And you'd be stupid not to think that there isn't going to be tensions that come up. So it's been a really big learning curve for us to just get really open and vulnerable and honest with each other. And I think that's why we're seeing the successes we are with Twenty Talk, because as soon as something comes up, we just have to sit down and just be like, let's nut this out. Like full transparency this week, Leighton kind of turned to me at some stage, at a stage throughout the day and just said, hey, I need to speak to you outside. And we were just like, all right, let's go for a walk, let's chat. Went and spoke about Um, what had happened there'd been some things that i'd said at a meeting that he wasn't kind of completely across and it made him feel a bit vulnerable and open um and yeah just doing having that conversation allowed me to kind of understand there that wouldn't have been nice and it puts a bit of awareness on me to go all right next time we're in this situation just be aware of this so um in terms of like a relationship extremely strong like any relationship is is based on communication and i think over the last five six years we've just learned how to communicate so openly and honestly and it's not like a that's not a real you know um nice process at times it's like it's it's abrasive and it's uncomfortable to have these conversations but you've got to do it to have have you know a really strong relationship and then we're in a really awesome spot now that we can just raise stuff with each other and i think that's yeah that speaks to why we're seeing you know the the growth in 2012 because we are just you yeah, two peas in a pod
0: that's amazing and like and that relationship is going to be something that continues to grow like you were saying um when we are outside before that is going over um on the east coast sometime soon and yeah for work purposes but also you're going to do a bit of a hike which is exciting yeah
2: yeah yeah so i think managing the kind of um the difference between when we're at work and when we're just mates on the outside um it, it does get hard because if you are spending eight hours a day every day of the week with him, then if you're spending, you know, a holiday with him as well and seeing him on weekends, it's like it's it's pretty much your partner. You're just seeing him every single day. So, um, yeah, we're just making sure that we, for every kind of day or for every, you know, chunk of time that we're sitting together as business partners and as people running the organisation, we're also trying to hang out outside of work. Like tonight we're going to um, Astor Theatre to see The Imperfects together. So just trying to do things that, you know, are both um, – Part of the organisation and just outside by ourselves as well.
1: Love that, and I think like that's good for me and Tom to know too, because we're going to be doing this and doing a lot more together. And Tom actually, the other week, like I like I said, I'm very like you know routine and structured, and sometimes that can be a detriment to relationships. And mm. Tom, we um, think we might have been after a potty potentially, or we're in in the booth anyway, and he, he's like, mate, can we just have a chat? Like, have I done something like because. You know, I'm not getting as much love as we normally look because, like, I was so, like, locked into what I was doing that I sort of was, like, I might have brushed him off or Mm. something. And it's nothing to do with, mate, I'm not annoyed at you. I'm not Mm. angry at you. But it's just because sometimes I can get, like... In the zone. In the zone. And and then, yeah, I like to be in the zone. But at times, like, you can understand how it makes other people feel. Yeah. And, like, for him to do that to me, I was like, oh, all right, maybe I do need a... You know, work it out, and and it also gave me courage to like accept and be self aware of myself. But then I'm like, okay, so Tom's like cool to speak about this stuff. So if anything pops up, we can start to talk about that. Yeah. And then listening to you is like that's going to be a big key for us moving forward.
0: Well, I mean, I've already seen the benefits of that in the last couple of weeks, and and like um and I'll, even well, that we hung, pop-
1: we, hung, well, well, we don't catch out much too mm. much outside of work mm. because different schedules, footy, non footy yep. like and then uni. But, like, we, we've been going for coffees, like, outside, and we're just chatting. Like, it's not – chat. sometimes we're not talking. And it's about, so nice, too. Yeah, like, yeah. It was yeah. just – it's been the best thing. And that was probably, what, three weeks ago, maybe? Mm. But,
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, having that chat as well, just, like, it brought me so much clarity. Mm. Just because, like – and because it's, it's probably something that uh, – like, that conversation that hadn't been had in – well, that should have been had, like, a couple of weeks prior. Mm. Um And so, that was – yeah cheers bro and it's like that's the first time I've actually heard him like how that's impacted you as well so
1: yeah I've like noticed that the last three weeks like
0: yeah we've been buzzing eh
1: yeah like the podcasts have been like we've like like, I feel like we're more energised in here but we're more energised to like we've got some plans that we want to do we switched on which we talked about earlier like it's just like all these things are coming up and it's like, oh, I'll just talk, I'll just message Tom when he comes in. It's like, nah, I'm ringing the bloke. I don't care if he's at uni. If he doesn't answer, he doesn't answer. But he'll get back to me and then I'll message him. Like, we're just being like, I don't know, like in the office together. Like, oh, bro, what do you thought about this? Let's do this. Let's try this. It might not work, but like we just, I feel even the ideas, the energy and, and stuff's been so much better. And, it's, and then we go for a coffee and we're just like, yeah, so how's footy? How's life? You got to move out soon. Where Where are you going? how are you yeah. hanging out with these people like you know it's just yeah. like i think it's, that's going to be it's, and i mean probably jules and robbie would feel the same way it's like absolutely
2: you the the connection between you know you fellas is going to be the the number one thing that can make or break the podcast um and late and i've been fully aware of that we're like at the end of the day if him and i were falling out then what's what's 20 talk going to do someone someone else gonna have to come in and take the reins um so yeah, just recognizing that and then putting you know a lot of active effort into making sure that that relationship stays super strong, and it is all just based on honesty and communication.
0: Well, relationship like kind of ties in with those healthy habits, right? Like, well, there's something you have to maintain as a habit.
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't just yeah stay stay you know happy and healthy the whole time. You have to put some put some you know active work into it, and sometimes that is having the hard conversation with someone, saying, "Look, mate, you said this thing the other day, and like." I, Didn't know we were both thinking that way. Like, let's, let's have a chat about it. And nine times out of 10, the person can probably sense if you, if you've got something brewing. Um, there's been times when Leighton's just been like, we all good. And i have been like, oh yeah, you, you could see it on my face. Couldn't you? I was being a bit short with you. Let's have the conversation. Yeah. So yeah, just get honest people.
1: Yeah. I love that. So off the back of that, what a big one is like Tom, like that's, that's courageous for him to come and and Leighton during the week for you. What, Mm. what do you got? any tips? Like, like I was, I'm interested. Like if there's a couple questions, like because it's pretty hard. Like you know, Tom's pretty self aware, so it's alright for him to be like. And we work in this space, so we know all about it. But if it's someone just like two mates, mm. and I'm like, I'm actually really worried about him. Like, how can I say it? How can I actually? Because sometimes you're like, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm alright.
0: That's just the standard, and, right? And it's
1: like, like, um, how are you actually? Yeah, no, I'm good, mate. Like, works good, life's good. Like, yeah. But so, how do you actually? You only like three questions that can maybe, mm. which is a, it's a tough question. But
2: tough question, yeah. Um, one of the ones that I've been using lately is speaking to someone and being like, you, hey, mate," and he's like, "Oh, yeah, good," and then I'm just like, "All right," and now for your honest answer, mm. and they're like, <laughs> "Oh, but you know, they could go into it then. They might yeah, not. Like um, if yeah, if if the person doesn't want to open up, it's it is just a matter of you know continuing to to try and build that relationship and just you know keep working around the edges and try and find a way in um I'm a big believer like if the person doesn't want to open up to you then the person doesn't want to open up to you you can't really force someone to open up so I think it is a bit of a like a long-standing process where you want to be continually making that relationship an environment where the person does feel like they can share um probably touching on something that we spoke about earlier leading by example you could start talking about some of the stuff that either you're going through or have been through and that might prompt them to go oh yeah I'm feeling a bit that way at the moment and then that's like that's your little door in yeah um but, yeah, I think there's. if you have been noticing something, I don't think there's any problem with just saying, like, is everything all good? Because I've been noticing X, Y, and Z. And, yeah, I'm, I'm worried for you, mate. I just want to let you know that if you do want to chat about this stuff, I'm, I'm all ears. So just just providing that space. Yeah. yeah.
0: Particularly with males, like, that's, I mean, we value our mates. Like, mm. I mean, even as Australians, like, mateship is, like, what a lot of our values are built on. And so, I guess having the courage to ask that question, but, particularly for males and celebrating men's health week. um, Just, I think it just made me to be more aware of that. And then I'd love to spread and just as much as possible.
2: Yeah. I think that um, there still is a fair bit of this kind of like toxic masculinity going on in in, in certain groups. Um, But on the other side of that coin, I reckon there's 50% of those groups who, who do actually want to share, but they're just kind of being withheld because the rest of the group isn't. Um, So I'll just say like, yeah, stand up and like actually make the call and, and speak to some blokes about this because there probably is more people in your group that actually want to speak about this stuff Absolutely. Than, than are letting on and it they're just waiting for that person to take the first step. So yeah, be be courageous and, and step into the space. Well, I mean, I said
0: it in the last pod, but like the, we love the quote, if you care you're qualified and um, we kind of use it for that R okay day as well. And just and like, because sometimes the mate, or like your, one of your mates not, might not fit, like mate, it's an awkward question to sometimes ask, like, cause that's something that you have to then listen to and stuff. But like they don't, sometimes they don't feel like they're the right person mm. to be talking about that with at the time. And, and whether, if that's the case, then encourage them to go seek professional help, you know, if, depending on the scenario, you know.
1: I like, um, I want to touch on the second one where you said, like, if they don't want to open up, they don't want to open up. So I think that's big, not only for mates, but like man, parents, like, Yeah, you might see your kid going through something and you care so much. But, like, I think it's the same as it goes for parents trying to get things out of their kid and just probing them, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. But it's the same with, obviously, with your mates as well. You know, what's wrong? Are you okay? Like, yeah, just go, like, just provide that space. Yeah, I'm in here because I I feel, because I've experienced it, it can have a detrimental, it can have a worse effect. When they constantly keep probing and probing and probing, mm. have you seen that? Mm. Yeah, I think with that one, it would just be like if you,
2: if just you know, your, your child doesn't want to speak to you, or your mate doesn't want to speak to you, just maybe even just asking the honest, honest question of like, "All right, I understand you don't want to speak to me, but do you have someone, or yeah. is there someone that you do chat to about this stuff?" And then just trying to gauge their response, um, and then more so just encouraging the act of actually speaking to someone rather than trying to push them to speak, you know, to you. Um, Again, it, it does just come down to, you know, gentle, persistent encouragement. Um, if the person doesn't want help, it's very hard for the person to get help. And, you know, it we we don't just want to push people into certain scenarios, but it's just about creating an environment around them where either they feel comfortable sharing with you or they just understand the importance of sharing to someone. Yeah. I love
1: that. Hmm. That's great.
2: Um
0: <laughs> i was just thinking i was just thinking then It's like oh, probably towards the pointy end but um
1: i love just quickly i love how you always i'm gonna give you a compliment he always always starts the podcast with like like yo 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 well 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 we're back or like something like that i don't know and then he always goes so we're getting to the point <laughs> yes. it's always say, the I same know. and i love it but yeah. it's it. <laughs>
0: like it just it doesn't necessarily signify okay we're ending now but like <laughs> if, if,
1: if there's anything else that needs to be sent i don't
0: know you got anything else
1: bro i could go on for, for hours but i don't want to keep keep lucky here but uh, i've got one <laughs> yeah here we go <laughs> yes.
2: uh, cheers mate shout out to any one of your friends but it can't be each other just a open shout out to someone that's done something really nice for you and that you appreciate out in the world that you feel so like. is it
1: a friend can it be family or just friend yeah. family anyone can i go yeah can i go too yeah, go for it. So sweet. So my um, – one of my brothers is going to get pretty jealous about this. But <laughs> my brother I live with, Steve-O, big shout out. Um, he just made like <laughs> – the things he does for me, like constantly, like anything. Like, mate, can you do this for me? Can you do that? I'm probably the worst housemate in the world. <laughs> like, he does everything um, around the house. Like he's a fifo worker. So I'm like, oh, he'll do it when he gets home or something. Like just that. He's been – like, truly, like, big support for me, so much help. Um, and, and over the last year, I don't know like, where I'd be without him. So that's a big one. Um, but, like, I know that's a that's a broad, like, a year thing. But, like, just this week, I've been, I've created this video um, about gratitude. Oh, no, sorry, a couple of weeks ago, not this weekend. My mate is over in, like, he's traveling all around Europe. And, like, one of my good mates, and I messaged him, and I was like, mate, can you do me a favor? Like, I know you're on holiday. Can you send me this gratitude video? Because like where you are right now, I can just imagine what you're going. And he didn't even touch on his, he touched on his health and his travel and his family. And it, and I was just like, so appreciative that he took his time. He goes, mate, I'm actually on the bus to go to Brekkie at the hostel. Can you give me 20 minutes? And I was like, mate, it's no rush. I don't need it. Like right now he goes, nah, I'll have it to you in 20 minutes. And I was just so grateful. That's Owen Halliday, by the way, shout out to the big man over there. But like I was just really grateful that he took, you know, and he goes, mate, I didn't know if you wanted ten seconds, so he gave me two. He gave me a ten second like video and he gave me a minute explaining it. And I was like, Good way you do, like this bloke. mate and is it. probably one of the nicest boys you'll meet. But like to do two and to do it straight away, I was like, mate, I was not expecting you to mm. you know Going do two of them. Yeah, like I was, like yeah, so it was cool. Awesome. That's yeah, be a bit of a shout out.
0: Nice, nice. Um I gotta go my homeboy Lockie Welsh. Yeah, as mentioned before, is the mate that I live with. And um yeah, known him for like since we were four years old. And um I love just looking back on photos and stuff, but and a uh, little videos that we made back in the day. We actually auditioned for Camp Orange <laughs> back yeah, for right. Nickelodeon, so go I I I'm, no, I'm not showing you these videos, cringiest yes, thing ever. But uh, it's just um yeah, it's it's great when we get to spend the, that time with each other because it's always quality time, whether it's catching a coffee or having a beer down at Left Bank or just down in Frio. Um, we're just so like we're similar, but we have our differences. And I've always said to him like in term, like when I'm trying to make him like lift him up or he's trying to lift me up and he's like, I do feel like I'm most me when I'm with you as a, as a mate. And because like I wouldn't be the person I am without him in my life for sure. So Um, I'm always super grateful for him and, uh, like, I might not let him know that as much as, uh, as much as I should, but, um, yeah, I do love him and respect him and it's going to be sad moving out because, um, yeah, it's like, we've been living that Frio house for the last two and a half years. And, um, but I'm excited and proud of him because he's, he's going to Europe soon, like in July, um, and he's gone for like seven or eight weeks. So, and it's his first trip actually, like that he's given himself and he's gone with his girlfriend, um, since we did our Ashburns trip, which was like I think four years ago. So right. he deserves it, and um, yeah, stoked for him.
1: Yeah. What
2: about you, mate? Um Oh, it's gonna sound cliche, but probably late. Um Just I
1: hope. Uh, you said you can't do, can't do. We, we didn't. We weren't allowed to do each other, mate. Oh, so, so I can't do lights. <laughs> no, nah, you can give lights a No nah, so lights. You
2: don't then. get this one, sorry, nah, mate. Give <laughs> me, um, use two, use two. Use, use, use two lights
1: because I actually do where they want to hear. Yeah, it Yeah,
2: lights. Um, I think over the last kind of three weeks, I've I've pushed the past a little bit too much in terms of like uni 20 taught work and some painting on the side as well. And I've run myself into the ground a bit. Um, and I've probably pulled back from some of the things that I should have been focusing on at 20 short, but he's just been that kind of air of, um, calmness and just being like, mate, you just take care of yourself. And he's really just given me that space to work through, work through that kind of burnt out period. So, um, yeah, he's, a, he's a bloody good boss to have. Good on you, Lates. Um, cheers lights. And secondly, there was a bloke in the last Mental Health First Aid course I did on Thursday and Friday. Um, I won't name him, but at the end of the course, um, he he kind of just asked this question of just like, mate, ha- how, like, he was just genuinely asking about me and if I'm all right in terms of doing this Mental Health First Aid training and bringing up stuff about my past and my dad and just handling the conversation over the last two days. And it was just a very very like emotionally aware question that um, no one had ever kind of asked me. Um, and it just kind of like, it threw me in a good way. Um, so shout out to him for just being kind of switched on in that space and just genuinely caring. Love that Switched on brother. Love it. That's awesome. Little plug at the end there for the switched yeah, on boys. I, like I, it. I like it. So
1: mate, we always finish up, give us where we, where well, we can't find you on socials, but where we can find, LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, LinkedIn is the, yeah. <laughs> where we can find 20 talk, um, and everything you guys are doing because like you touched on, we didn't touch on the videos, but get on, I'm going to say it right now, get on 20 Talk, get on their YouTube channel because the videos are unbelievable. Um, some of the stories, some of the people you see on there. Um, yeah, it's, it's truly inspiring and, and it's, I'm going to warn you, some of it's pretty heavy, but um, check it out. But yeah, where, where can we find you? Yeah, um, I mean, Leighton will probably correct me if I get
2: this wrong, but I'm pretty sure Instagram's 20 underscore talk. Um, and obviously we've got the 20 Talk website as well, which can kind of link you through to the YouTube and stuff. But um, yeah, Layton does amazing things, and, and Miley in the office as well. We've got a bit of a social media coordinator now, so who helps out so much with the media. So together, those two are creating really good quality, you know, videos just bringing awareness to, to different mental um, struggles that you know normal people in Perth. Um, so yeah, jump on, have a look. Oh, oh, great content. Volume, <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Great content. I love it. And uh, I, I'm so stoked with this episode and um, getting to bring more awareness towards men, men's health week. Brandon, <laughs> we, we, we keep on going men's mental health week, yeah. but no, it's just men's health week. Focusing around healthy habits. And um, yeah, thank you so much for coming in, Locke. Like, we really appreciate your time on a Saturday morning.
1: Stoked to be here. Yeah, you got him out of pain, so it's all right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> I appreciate it, boys. Always love speaking to the like-minded people and uh, yeah for the next app. there's
0: plenty to gather from this um episode so if you need to definitely go back and listen to those healthy habits whatever it is and remember to text your mates um that you love them and what was the other one
1: yeah text your mate what
2: your why you appreciate them right yeah tell, tell your mates why you appreciate them and look forward in your calendar for the next month and yeah. pick out some days do nothing Bang, bang. Boom. love
0: awesome. it guys catch you in the next one have Thanks a good guys. one Ciao. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you liked it, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave a review, all that jazz. we love your support and we'd love for you to continue supporting us. If you want more info and want to know what we've got coming up, please head to our Instagram, check us a follow and even check out our website for more episodes, resources, recommendations and lots, lots, lots more. Links are attached in the description below. Cheers.